The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here is what Salt Lake's talking about. It's hiking season, which means our odds of encountering predators on the trail are somewhat increased due to frequency, which is a long way of saying, I am scared of mountain lions. Last year, when two women fought one off in Mill Creek Canyon, I asked Faith Heaton Jolly from the Division of Wildlife Resources to relay the tale with some tips for reacting correctly. Now, I hope you never have to use any of this information, but you might. It's Thursday, July 13th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Okay, Faith, for anyone who hasn't heard this story, can you just give us like a quick play-by-play? Yes. So essentially, a woman and her friend were trail running on the Pipeline Trail in Mill Creek Canyon around 8.30 a.m., just going for a routine jog yeah. uh, or, you know, hike. Um, they came around a corner on the trail and they encountered a mountain lion just right there face-to-face also on the trail. And it sounds like it kind of startled the cougar. So mm-hmm. the woman kind of starts backing away and as she did so, the cougar kind of leaped out at her and it sounds like kind of swatted. And it's she slipped and fell backward. And then the cougar made contact with her leg and left two puncture marks in her right leg with its claws. Thankfully, she was running with a friend and the friend was able to, you know, grab some rocks, hits the cougar. So it runs away, you know, they anyway, so they're able to get out of the area. The cougar leaves the trail And then fortunately, they were able to hike back down the trail, you know, call 911, emergency responders come. Um, So as you can imagine, since, you know, this involved wildlife, we were contacted and our biologists and conservation officers responded to the scene. And typically the, the situation with something like this, especially where it involves an injury to a person, is we do try to locate the animal Usually, and in this case as well, we use trained hounds. The dogs were able to pick up that scent, and then they were um, fortunately able to actually locate the cougar. That's usually one of the hard parts in an incident like this is finding the right animal. And unfortunately, it was euthanized, um, which is part of our policy since there was an injury involved. Can you tell me more about that? Why did you, why is that the policy that you have to euthanize the animal? Because it's just like, it seems like another horrific layer to this story. Yeah. And it's, you know, it is kind of a, a hard part. And we understand, you know, it's it's unfortunate, right? When any wildlife have to be euthanized, as you know, especially when something like this happens. So our policy does basically state that anytime somebody is injured by an animal, we euthanize just purely out of public safety concerns. So just, mm. you know, in this situation, it seems like our body just don't think that the the cougar was trying to prey on the woman per se. You know, it wasn't trying to, you know, eat her. It was just kind of right. reacting since they had this startling encounter. Um, mm. But our policy basically just stipulates, you know, it, it gets hard, right, to know the intent of an animal. So mm. rather than trying to okay. guess that, right, was it 
Was it actually attacking? Was it self-defense? Right. It's too hard to get into the weeds on that. We don't try to play the guesswork with that. We just want to make sure it, it doesn't happen again. Yeah. One of the things that like makes this story so heartbreaking is that there are basically two victims in this story, right? Three, including right. the friend, because if I was the friend, I would be traumatized forever. Um, <laughs> but we're in this cat's habitat and sure. it ended up dead. And I'm, you know, one of the things I've been thinking is like, if you're a DWR employee and you get this news or you get this call, like what's the vibe in the office? We, we uh, you know, our biologists, our law enforcement, they get into these positions because they love wildlife. You know, they're passionate about wild wildlife. They dedicate their lives, their careers to researching and, and conserving Utah's wildlife. I know there's, we've gotten some, you know, people that are obviously understandably are upset that the animal had to be euthanized. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, that's that's not something that our, our staff enjoy doing. But we do value that public safety. That is a priority for us. Yeah. I'm absolutely rattled by this story because it's basically my worst hiking fear realized. And it actually took me like a couple hours before I could even open it when I got the, the news alert. But when I read it, one of my first thoughts was like, OK, what if she was alone? Like, how do you fight off a mountain lion by yourself? Yeah. And in fact, I mean, I think that's kind of why this has resonated, right, is, you know, one, this is a common hiking area. This is a popular trail. You know, there's totally. a lot of people from the Wasatch Front that come here. And one of my former coworkers texted me and she saw the story and that, you know, I had given some information on it. And she was like, I hike this four times a week by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, please take a friend next time, you know, like do not mm -hmm. go by yourself. So that's kind of part of our mission too, as the Division of Wildlife, you know, we're trying to help balance, you know, the the public recreation use with some of these wildlife habitat areas, but also balance that with, you know, we're going to encounter wildlife. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants. But the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. 
ICO Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments. So if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. If I turn that corner one morning, Mm -hmm. I see a cougar, what's the wisdom? Yeah, so the kind of the first one we give is don't hike or jog alone, Um, Mm. especially in some of these canyon areas that it is common cougar habitat. So always take a friend if you can. Um, And we know cougars are the most active at dawn and at dusk. So maybe if you can't take a friend, avoid going during those times of day, right? Go at noon or, you know, different times of days when they're not so active. And then just, you know, being aware of your surroundings, you know, don't wear headphones, be alert, be aware, make noise as you're traveling, you know, have a group, that kind of thing. There's like even simple things like tie a bell to your shoe or something, right? Mm. So that you're consistently making noise. These are all good tips to kind of help prevent that kind of surprise encounter because the cougar, if it hears you coming, right, it's not going to be just hanging out typically. So I'm kind of doing what you can to prevent something like that. So far, these are all things I don't do. Okay, okay. <laughs> love headphones, love hiking alone, mm-hmm. love going at mor- in the morning or the evening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this yep. is hitting hard. Keep yep. going, yep. keep going. And there's just things to be aware of. Like, you know, if you see a dead animal, particularly a deer, hmm. you know, that could be a cougar kill. So make sure you're leaving the area as quickly as you can. You know, things like that. Just kind of having that general awareness of the outdoors, some of the animal behaviors that, you know, can help prevent some of these surprise encounters. Yeah. And then in the and one thing I do want to emphasize that we've kind of trying to been trying to message since this incident, um, this is a very rare occurrence. Like this yeah. is not common in the U.S. for a cougar, a cougar to harm a person. But again, if it does happen, right? Because we've seen that it does happen. There are a few other things that we recommend. The first one is don't ever run from a cougar, since sometimes that can trigger their instincts to chase. So yeah. kind of that prey relationship. So don't run, um, maintain eye contact. And then we recommend kind of standing up tall, making yourself big, kind of, you know, that dominant thing. Don't crouch or squat. Um, And then also just talk firmly, you know, stay calm, but like make noise, like make yourself known and then slowly back away from the area is kind of key. You know, typically if a cougar is actually trying to prey on you, you're not going to see it. They, they use stealth kind of tactics. They'll sneak up and then pounce, right? So in most of these situations, they're just trying to scare you off. So if they're kind of charging, bluff charging, swatting, things like that, they're typically just trying to get you out of the area. So if you're backing away slowly, you know, they're typically not going to like do a full attack. Um, but okay. in the event that you do, you know, like this in- instance, it swatted and, and made contact with her leg, you know, it did scratch her. Um, yeah. If you are attacked, you know, fight back, um, protect your head and your neck if you are attacked, because those are kind of where they'll go a lot of times for like a mm-hmm. the jugular type of thing. But if you're aggressive enough, the cougar is probably going to leave because it's, you know, it's traditional prey is a deer. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's not trying to feed on on humans. So if you're fighting back and kind of putting up a big fight, then it's then it's traditionally just going to leave and leave you alone. It sounds a lot like the bear wisdom. These are all things I've heard before, too, when we talk about bear encounters. Yes. Yep. With black yeah. bears. 
Yeah. I think another thing about this story that rattled people is that Mill Creek is such a it's such a dog canyon. Like it's one of our only dog friendly canyons. You see a ton of dogs up there. It's a favorite spot for dog owners. And I what I've been like repeating this incident in my head all week have been thinking like, what if I have a dog? His name's Denny. Like, what if Denny was with me? And one of my friends who was trying to calm me down was like, cats don't like dogs. It would just run away. It would never attack Denny. So I'm asking you, an expert, will a mountain lion attack my dog? Uh, that's a great question. And I I mean, I'm sure it would, right? If Same hmm. thing, if it's kind of startled. We have had mm-hmm. cougars, like, this is sad. Um, sorry, this is like a downer podcast, maybe. But we have had cougars that have, like, killed pets um, yeah. when they're just kind of wandering through and they see it as, like, an easy food source, um, mm-hmm. which is obviously always sad to see some of that but yeah, as far as like hiking with somebody, I haven't heard of a cougar like preying on a dog while the owner was there with them. Okay. Okay. So maybe together we're, we're more fierce, me and my dog. We do recommend that people leash their dogs just so it is staying with you and kind of under control and it's not chasing wildlife or things like that, which can cause problems. But I know with moose, they do tend to be more aggressive if you have a dog. But yeah, with cougars, I have not heard that there's like evidence to support that necessarily. Okay. Faith, I feel a little bit better and oh, calmer. Good. <laughs> good. That's why we we keep trying to tell people like this is very rare. Like this, you know, this doesn't happen very often. So that's kind of yeah. why it's newsworthy. Um but I know it it can be frightening when people hear stuff like this, right? Cuz Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's right in our backyard. Well, and I think similar to bears, like for a lot of us who think about climate change a lot or have climate anxiety, (laughs) hello, reporting for duty, I'm always just like, okay, but will this become more frequent as animals are getting pushed out of their habitat more, like with urban sprawl, with expansion, with all of these things that are like, you know, affecting our valley, is that going to create a trajectory that's even a slight increase in these kinds of attacks? And I think that's a source of anxiety around this too. Sure. And kind of getting out this education of like, here are things to do to prevent some of these conflicts before they happen is yeah. is crucial. You know, they're not going anywhere and we want them to have healthy populations. We're obviously not going anywhere and our population right. is only growing. Right. There's got to be room for both of us in this town. <laughs> right. We need to coexist. Yeah. And, and I will yeah. say we are taking steps to like, you know, we have, for example, we have like wildlife management areas across the state that we've kind of designated as these are places that can't be developed. You know, they are kind of here for the wildlife to provide habitat during the winter or the summer or things like that. So they can have places to feed and shelter and things. So for anybody that is worried that people are just coming in and taking over everything and pushing the animals out and destroying it all, like we are establishing some of these areas because that, you know, that's our whole mission is to help maintain healthy populations and conserve wildlife and fish across the state. So we are taking some of those steps and trying to secure migration corridor areas and building wildlife crossings so that we can coexist in these spaces. Faith Jolly, thank you so much for your time today. I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on. I just got a press release from the Division of Wildlife Resources about something you might encounter in your home these days, which is bats. That's right. Their season is not Halloween, it turns out. It is summer. 
when baby bats, also known as pups, are learning to fly and roost. They can carry rabies, so do not handle them. If you need to get one out of the house, put on heavy gloves and trap it in some Tupperware spider style. Release it outside to a tall tree and carry on with your life, if you can. Today I learned there are more than 18 different species of bats in Utah, and five of those species migrate south in the winter? Who knew? That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye. Mountain lion, cougar, or puma? So it is all the same. Yeah, that is. A- yeah, but for you. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I I personally say mountain lion just yeah. because if you use cougar, people will make the joke about like older mm. women, right? Yeah. So that's something we've unfortunately learned through our social media. So I prefer mountain lion just so <gasps> to avoid the comments from people that are being think they're being funny. Also, as a Utah, like why miss an opportunity to say mountain? Exactly. Drop that T mountain lion. Yeah. (laughs) Mountain lion.